All right, welcome back to another episode of Table Talks, where deeper conversations are something highly sought after, but rarely explored, and I have with me, as always, my lovely co-host, Alyssa. Well, hello, pumpkins. Do you have any tea for us this week? Oh, I do not. I have I have some tea. You have some tea? But okay. it's, like, actually about tea. Oh, okay. So, I mean, I'm sipping tea, so there you go. Hold on. ASMR. <laughs> Mm, beautiful i'll make sure i turn that up in our editing um so i found this new tea blend for like immunity because clearly we can tell i'm still sick um and it's lemon balm so it like we love lemon balm (laughs) at least i love lemon balm um and it's elderberries which are super good for immunity and yarrow so Mm. i know um the elderberries are like super potent and like they're really harsh um if anyone has ever taken like an elderberry syrup or like elderberry cough drops like you know those things are potent um but with the lemon balm and the yarrow it really nicely like offsets it and actually makes the elderberries like taste like it it reminds me of like having like a blueberry tea or like a blueberry drink or something like Mm. that um so it actually tastes really good and it totally helps clear out like my whole nasal passage and like my throat feels lovely and I'm just like oh my god yes thank you so much so I found a new tea recipe so if any of you want to try it it's a teaspoon of each yarrow elderberry and lemon balm so you make it yourself yeah I do make it myself um I get them from my local pharmacy um herbs place um which is right in Providence beautiful if you're like local to the area please check them out they're so good um so, and then I just use, like, a little tea ball. Um, I left my tea ball this week at my sister-in-law, so I've been using a little tiny, like, flower sifter. <laughs> um, it's, like, this little tiny one that you would just, like, shake, um, not the, the spinny one. Um, but, yeah, I'm I'm living for this tea. I'm having it, like, three or four times a day at this point. <laughs> is it it's actually, Oh, my God, it really is. Like, within, like, 20 to 30 minutes after drinking it, I'm, like... I don't sound like that. I actually sound, like, clear, and, like, my my throat doesn't hurt, and I, like, feel just, like, wicked uplifted Ooh. compared to, like, being, like, ugh. I'm gonna have to check my celestial sinus soother, because it sounds kind of similar. Really? Yeah. I mean, I know it has licorice root in it instead, but that one really helps me just, like, get up, especially when I'm feeling sick. Mm-hmm. It gets, like, the sinuses up and breathing and, yep. like, energized. I can actually, like, breathe out my nose. Yeah, it's I actually like, want yes. to <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's how this one is. That lemon balm is really a nice touch to, like, keep you relaxed, but, like, it's very uplifting, and it takes away a lot of, like, my anxiety, too. Like, I use lemon mm. balm a lot to, like, go to bed. I'll mix it with, like, chamomile and things like that, and I'll use it in, like, other teas throughout the day. I'll mix it with, like, green tea and stuff like that, too, because it's very, like, relaxing. Okay, here for the lemon balm. Yeah, lemon balm and even lemon verbena as well both have very relaxing properties. Um, so I... got some informational tea this week. Yeah, I was like, it's a little informational, but it's, like, actually about it's a pun. tea. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... What do you want to dive into today? Today, we're talking about intent. And Ooh, good one. I know we kind of touched upon intent a little bit in our last episode, so I thought this would be a great back-to-back episode um, with that. Um, yeah, right hand in hand. Yeah, so, um, a few things I wanted to touch upon with this episode, um, is, like, the law of intentionality, um, which, like, talks a lot about, like, your personal growth and, like, intention around, like, working on, um, that, like, just your 
intentions going forward and like your intentionality with the things that you're doing in your daily life. Can you explain intentions for the audience? Um, so I really liked the way that Malik Chopra, uh, which is Deepak Chopra's daughter, talks about intent is like intent is about what your soul wants, not about like it's not like a goal, like it's about your soul's goal, not like your mental goal or your emotional goal or like a, a, a financial goal. It's like a, a soul goal. Um, oh, so that's interesting because I've never heard it that way. Like intent for me is like usually the meaning behind your actions. Mm-hmm. Like that's like my basic definition of intent. Yeah. Um, but I've never heard it as like a soul connection type of thing. Yeah. So I, I loved the way that she like pulled that side of it. Um, and it, it comes a lot from like your intentions come a lot from, like, your desires, and those are, like, your soul desires. Those are things that you don't necessarily think about on a daily basis, but you're kind of working towards on a daily basis, and that's because that's where your soul is invested, so you're going to spend more time doing those things that you actually, like, want to do and enjoy doing. Um, So I really love the way that she kind of, like, touched upon that. And um, she also says here, like, intent is who we aspire to be as an individual, as members of our family, of our community, and as citizens of Mother mother earth intent comes from our soul and comes from our deepest desires mm. yeah so deepest desires right um which i thought was interesting because i know like for myself you know being on and off with meditation so much i notice like when i meditate more i'm definitely much more intentional like i want to sit down and i want to like do things in the morning that like set my day up for success and I want to be, like, more intentional with my time. I'm much more present and things like that. But when I'm not meditating, I'm, like, really pulled back. I'm, like, reserved. I don't, like, make time for myself and things like that. So, which is really hard because, like, I notice my mood when I don't do those things for myself. Those, like, little self-care things. That, like, hour that I leave myself in the morning um, after I meditate. So, yeah. How do you feel about intentions, like, in your daily life or even just in your life in general? I feel like I don't think about them as much as I probably should. Um, like, I, I'm pretty self-aware. Like, that's how I see myself. But intent is not something I commonly think about actively. I think intent for me comes up more within relationships and mm. directly to the actions. Like I said, my, my explanation, the definition of intent is usually, like, the meaning behind the actions. So in a relationship sense friends family you know did that person have the intent walking in to do the hurtful thing that happened or the good thing that happened or was it unintentional Mm. so like that's typically where I see it but I actually really enjoy the way you're talking about it how it you know you're setting aside time or a part of your day to like plan out and intend to do things Mm -hmm. yeah I like, that's how I've always seen intent is, like, more on, like, a personal level. I've never seen it as, like, an outward thing um, or, like, you know, I I think I always, like, thought, like, okay, in a moment, did that person intend to hurt me? Did that person intend to do such? But I've always taken intention and intent as more in, like, on a personal level of, like, did I intend to do what I did today or, like, did I meet the goals I set for myself? Did I, you know, was I very intentional with my time or did I waste time and things like that? And I think that comes a lot from, like, I'm just in a huge part of my life where I just want to grow. Like, self-growth is really big for me, so I'm very intentional with the things that I'm doing. Would you say that intent and accountability go hand in hand? Because you're talking about, like, at the end of your day, 
like, did I intend to do this or did I not? And I'm wondering if it goes hmm. with accountability because, like, you're holding yourself accountable with the intentions that you set. I didn't really think about it like that, but, yeah, actually, I would kind of put them hand in hand and, you know, talking more towards, like, the personal self-growth realm. Um, I think it definitely is more about that accountability. Um, but I think intention, too, comes from a place of, like, really being able to sit down with yourself and, like, sit with what you don't necessarily know you want. Like, I know for me, like, Mm. there are things that I want, but I don't, I don't know what those exactly look like. Like, I know I would love to be a stay-at-home mom, but, like, how do I intend to do that? Like, how do I, how do I want that freedom to look? And, like, what does that mean for, you know, my daily life? And I've journaled this out, like, a million times as to, like, okay, how do I get there? What does it look like? Like, and it changes all the time because, you know, as you gain more information, that outlook adjusts. Um, so I definitely have changed what that freedom looks like. And I'm like, okay, I have to be more flexible with my time, especially cause I've been following more recently, a lot of moms like on Instagram that are, you know, they run their own businesses, they have podcasts, they, you know, have clients that they work with. And I'm like, okay, well, like that's a lot of like the stuff I want to do. And I'm watching them and they have young kids. I specifically have this one woman that I've been following like super closely lately and she's got three kids. All three kids were sick this week. All three kids were home for the last, like, two weeks. It's been, like, a week and a half they've been home total. So it's, like, two weeks, basically. And her and her husband have had to sit down nightly and figure out, okay, I've got meetings here. I've got meetings here. I have to sit with this client. I have to do this. So who's going to be watching the kids? Who's going to be in the same room working with the kids? And, like, she talks about having to, like, take space and recognize that, like, she had all these really big plans, but she wants to be a mom first. So she has to make sure that those big plans kind of take a step back. And she's like, I have to be really, like, soft myself and, like, know that I had the best intentions of getting all this stuff done. But the universe had other intentions for me. And my intention overall is to be a good mom. So I'm stepping into that role first. And, like, what does that look like this week? So it's taking care of my kids while also simultaneously balancing the few clients that I can manage and the very minimal work and, you know, having to outsource for a few other things to make sure that things are getting done, but that I'm really present with my kids. And I'm like, ooh, okay, like, that's that's more the role that, like, I could see myself being as, like, fully intentional and there for my kids, but being able to balance that, like, working mom from home and still be, like, 100% a part of that daily routine. She takes her kids to school every day, she picks them up every day and things like that. And she just, like, talks about, like, how you can't always be so set on, like, all of this stuff that needs to get done and, like, how that plays into working around your intentions of, like, I need this done, but do I really need it done? Mm -hmm. And it's like, "Mm, no, I intended to get it done, but it doesn't fall high on the need-to-do list. And I was like, ooh, I was like, wow, okay, that one hit home. (laughs) I mean, it sounds like intentions you kind of have to refer back to and balance the moving parts that come along with your good or bad intentions. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely agree with that one. Um, I really like something else that um, I came up a lot in this, and it was um, 1%. Tell me more. So it was like, it talked specifically around, like, day-to-day, like, intending to do one percent better and doable right and that exactly like that's what most people are like one percent that's nothing um so it's like just choosing one thing 
every day to do a little bit better, but being super intentional about it and just really making sure that you're focusing on it throughout the day. Whether it's like for me, I'm trying to meditate, but I'm finding it really hard because I'm like being really hard on myself. So I've started to be like, okay, don't be so hard on yourself. So like, that's my 1% today is like, don't be hard on myself about not meditating. Ooh, I could use that. <laughs> yeah. And like, I think we all can. I think we're all super, super hard on ourselves. That's like not necessary. Um, and I think, but that's just because we have high standards for ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Damn <laughs> Yeah. And that's not a bad thing, but it becomes a bad thing when it's, you know, battling our own mental health. Um, I think what you said to me was it last week really helped me. I mean, I think I've said it before. I'm like a chronically late person and I, maybe it's just the reactions I've experienced or, um, I just have some problems with it myself, but I just really beat myself up about being late and I just feel like people are think I'm a terrible person because I'm late even though I'm like more than willing to like do the work or stay later or whatever needs to happen so like you said to me like you know celebrate the the little victories like you know oh maybe you showed up four minutes instead of five minutes late and I was like oh I can do that like that sound I so I focused on like that one percent improvement like that Mm -hmm. was my intent to go and just beat my last time and just Mm -hmm. see how I could do and like that really helped me actually be I wasn't on time, but, like, closer to. <laughs> Yay! I'm glad it worked. Um, I didn't know that had such a big impact on you, so thanks for sharing. Oh, yeah. My, you should have seen my t- time sheet. <laughs> oh! Um, and then I know you had said you kind of got down on yourself today because you, you... I did. I had such a good week this week. Like I said, I was doing pretty good overall improvement, and I just didn't get it together this morning. And then I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm going to be late. And, you, I know you never judge me, obviously, no. but it is just something that I personally am working on. It just makes me feel like a shitty person. And plus mm. society just, like, really shoves it in your face, especially around, like, work, mm-hmm. that you're supposed to be on time, that you could get fired if you're on time. So, like, I just inherently think it's a bad thing to be. Yeah. No matter how much effort or, like, the quality of my work. Yeah. But I think something that kind of resonates with me is, like, when you said that you had gone for this interview, you made sure that they were fully aware that, like, I'm a, I'm someone who's chronically late all the time. So you open that door for them to accept that as who you are. So I think, I think that's something that needs to kind of be talked about as well in society is, like, own your flaws right up front. And, like, right, especially when it comes to work, being, like, hey, sometimes I have a really hard time staying focused unless I have, like, a lot of tasks on my list. So, like, I need, sometimes I need, like, you know, I need to have, like, a group call first thing in the morning to make sure that, like, I'm staying on task or whatever. But if you own that flaw and then you can even, like, say, like, it's something I'm, I'm working on or I would like to improve upon better. So if you have some tips or tricks or anything like that, I'd love to hear them. If you're open to that sort of feedback and criticism as well, like... You're like the environment that's going to be cultivated around that thing isn't going to be such a like hostile judgment based problem, and especially in a workplace. I think that is my thing. Like, I am trying, to, I have good intentions to be on time. Like, it's not even like I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll just roll out of bed and figure out when I get there. I have really good intentions, whether I'm upfront or not. And I think, unfortunately, I've been met with not so great wording and people, you know, oh, well, you should fix that. And I'm like, okay, but like, how come we can't talk about maybe adjusting my schedule or like figuring out a flexible, you know, schedule that works for me, mm-hmm. no matter what that is. I yeah. mean, even with like the cleaning and stuff, cleaning doesn't work for me. I can't just like go and like go out of task. But if I do like 
a few things and within the five minutes I have like that's much more helpful for me so if I could show up at like 7:45. yeah I, I love my parents do it too <laughs> you guys tell me the wrong time and I just show up and I'm like all right I'm on time <laughs> I'm early I did that last week to her for, um, or to baptism. Weeks. Yeah, for the baptism. I did that for her a couple weeks ago, and I was like, oh, yeah, I was like, it's 8.45. Yeah, we need to be there. You need to be here for 8.45. Really, like, church wasn't until, like, 9.30, but I was, like, 8.45, because if I tell her, like, church is at 9.30, she's not going to show up until, like, 9.45, and we're already going to be at church. So if I say 8.45, it'll be perfect. And she showed up at 8.45. She was in my driveway. I got a text at 8.46. I was very proud of you. I really try. I do have the best of intentions. Mm-hmm. It's just things don't always lay out how they're supposed to. Mm, that's fair. And I think that's something else that, like, we need to touch upon is, like, your intentions can change. Mm-hmm. Especially because you get more and more information. So, if you're, you know, like you and I that really like information, um, you're going to be gaining new information so your intentions are going to change just very much the same way like i'll refer back to like like having kids like my intentions and how i see my day-to-day has changed by a lot of these moms coming forward and talking about the fact of like your day when you have kids is never going to go as planned and i'm like oh man yeah no i know i know that that's true because i'm a nanny and i'm like oh i want to get x y and z done and then the baby only sleeps like 45 minutes and i'm like (laughs) Okay, so I didn't even get to shower after my workout today, but that's okay. We're just going to roll with it. We're going to put him in the car. We're going to get some groceries. We're going to take the long route. Hopefully he naps. It's just I had good intentions, but I just have to adjust my schedule. Um, And I think that's another thing. Like, you're really good at this, and I'm not really good at this. You're very, yeah, you're very intentional with being present in the moment. Mm -hmm. And I have a big problem with that because I'm always like, let's go to the next thing. Let's do the next thing. Like I'm very much like, yay, like let's move forward. And being more intentional with being present. Like I said, like when I'm meditating, I am much better at being present. Don't have as much road rage. You know, we've (laughs) stated that several times. Um, so I can definitely see when like those moments of like, I didn't take five minutes of peace for myself today. And I think that's like one of the other things towards the end of last week, I really started to work on like can I take five minutes of peace for myself? And I started to rename like meditation because I was getting this like negative connotation with it for whatever reason. And I was like, okay, can I take five minutes of peace today? And when I was watching all these videos and doing all this research, one of the videos I watched, they had us do a meditation and I was like, Mm. okay, this is just a sign. I should just sit here and do this meditation, even though I'm in the middle of a really good workflow. This is just a sign. the 10-minute success when you had this Yes, yeah. You were so proud. I was so proud. Oh, my God, I was so proud. So she, like, it was actually with um, Malik Chopra. So she talks, like, in the very beginning of, like, how to set your intentions and, like, describes the, what intention actually is. And um, she dives into that for just, just like, probably three, four minutes so the video overall was like 15 minutes. And I was like, oh, that's not that bad. And then I was like, 15 minutes, that's fine. So I thought it was going to be really informational. And then I sat down and meditated for like 10 minutes. And even after the video ended, I like kept going. And then I was like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. How long's it been? And the, I was like, huh, oh, oh, okay, cool. I just meditated for 10 minutes. I was like, wow, that felt good. Um, But it was something in that moment that was so unintentional when I was looking for all these intentions and I was like, okay, this is, this feels very like put before me to remind me like it does, you don't have to make the intention of meditation 
just do it when it comes naturally, which is something you've said a lot of times too. Is like you like people think that you need to sit down in the morning and do meditation, but it should always just be like when you have five minutes to do it, like just sit down and do it. Yeah, I really try to be super present, whether that's with people or without. And just taking it, like, one step at a time. Like, I'm not the person, like, especially if I have a laundry list of chores that I want to get done. Like, I can't just be like, all right, let's get off the couch and let's go do it. Like, I have to be like, okay, I'm going to watch this episode and then I'm going to get up and we're going to take a, see if we need to brush my teeth. Maybe i got to do that. And mm-hmm. then, like, start there and, like, approach the smaller things that I can be intentional about. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the harder things maybe need... A little bit more work, but I can get towards that. But I'm always staying present and being like, how do I feel about doing this next activity? Mm-hmm. And, like, that helps me. I think I need to work on that a lot more is, like, recognizing how I feel before an activity. Because, like, with meditation, I found, like, I have such a negative, like, feeling towards it. Because it's something I've been trying to push to do for so long. Well, that's what I said to you this morning. I was talking about my audiobook from the last episode, and I was like... I bought this episode, this audiobook in preparation for the podcast, and I was like, oh, man, like, I really just don't want to listen to it. I feel like I'm going to have to, like, learn something and, like, education. And then I was like, it's not that I don't want to learn. It's just, like, I have that preconceived notion that it's, like, homework. Mm. <laughs> but once I sat down, I was able to, like, really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to, like, let that stuff fall by the wayside so that you can kind of get through it. Even if you do... I literally sat there and I was like, I'm going to do the first chapter. Like, the first chapter seemed doable for me for the half an hour. It's like, okay, let's start there. Mm-hmm. Good intentions. Yeah. <laughs> and then the good intentions just grow from there once you're like, oh, yeah, I'm really good. If I had hated it, I would have just turned it off and, like, found another way to prep for the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we should talk about the flip side of, like, not all of your intentions are going to be good intentions. Ooh, no. <laughs> I got some damn bad intentions. <laughs> Thank you, Nikki. <laughs> um, but I think, like, we talk so highly about all these good intentions we want to have. But, like, I'm going to ask the listeners, how many times have you done something with a bad intention? It's called being petty. So if you ever done something petty, it's with a bad intention, okay? I got the petty uh, thoughts, so... Mm. <laughs> Got lukewarm intentions. <laughs> Don't spit your tea. <laughs> she just took a huge sip. <laughs> well, you hit me with their lukewarm intentions. <laughs> like, how could I not almost spit my tea? Um, yeah, so, okay. So, you feel as if because you didn't follow through with the action, it's not such a bad in- bad intention? Is that kind of what I'm getting at? Like, hearing? Yes. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, I mean, if you want to talk about bad intentions... I mean, I will sometimes just say a snarky comment just just to be a little spiteful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I try to, my best to stop that, but that is a bad intention at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm out to try to hurt somebody because maybe I've been hurt or whatever the case may be. Or I'm in some sort of mood. I have definitely wanted to slam the door back in somebody's face who didn't hold the door for me. <laughs> <laughs> I held the door for them. They didn't even say thank you. No, but it's recognizing that, like, we're human. Like, we're not always going to have good intentions. Like, it's just a fact of life. No matter how hard we work to, like, be good people or just be kinder to people, sometimes we just get a funk with a rain cloud. Sometimes we're just freaking Eeyore on some days. 
right? Like, or we're a rabbit where we've got a whole lot of anxiety and we just snap at the first thing that anybody says to us, right? I know I I'm using a lot Winnie of... Pooh. Winnie the Pooh references. I know. I was like, I'm using a lot of Winnie the Pooh, but I grew up obsessed with Winnie the Pooh, so... It's good character traits. Oh, yeah. Um... Have you seen that video that they break down, like, all of the character traits? Oh, my God. So, so psychologically, there's a video, I think it's on YouTube, where a psychologist goes through and breaks down each character. Like, each oh, character. Oh, like Rugrats. I was oh, like... <laughs> man, that hit home way too hard. I was like, oh. So, basically, it, like, walks through each of the personality traits, and they say that because this is part of Christopher Robin's imagination, each of these characters are part of Christopher Robin's, like, who he is as a person. Ooh, bigger picture. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, my God. I was like, oh, my God. I could, wow, I can really see that. So I don't know what it is. I think if you just look up psychology for Winnie the Pooh, it'll probably come up on YouTube. So you should definitely check it out if you haven't seen it yet. It's really, really interesting. I think, you know, circling back to the, the bad intentions is, like, recognizing when we're having those like off days and trying to make sure that the intentions we have set are not just going to benefit us but are going to benefit other people um and I know that's so hard to think about others when we're so caught up in ourselves um but I saw a TikTok video the other day that kind of like blew my mind and it was like you know this girl was like I'm just sitting here thinking in the stadium about how I'm the main character in my life, but every other person in this stadium is the main character in their life. Mm -hmm. And I was like, whoa, whoa. And a stadium has 50,000 people roughly in it. So 50,000 different people in just one space were all sharing a similar but very different experience of that football, of that baseball game. And I was like, whoa that just like you know it's always something you know like you know everyone has their own life especially like you and I talk about like everyone has their own perspective a lot of times Mm -hmm. so it's just to like hear that and then recognize that you know not everyone is gonna have the same intentions as you even if they're you both have good intentions but the underlying reason why you're having those good intentions might not be the same and that goes the same way for bad intentions as well like maybe something yeah. petty is... I think that happens a lot at, in the workplace, mm. going back to that. Like, good and bad intentions, but bad intentions... Good intentions can really turn bad quickly if you aren't... Especially when you're dealing with other people, like, aren't reading the room. Mm. Or maybe you're working towards a project and you guys are both have good intentions, but somebody ended up doing something that actually caused... A, a rift or a problem within the project mm-hmm. and that does turn into a slightly bad intention yeah um but it's also again that's perspective right so someone was trying to do something good and it didn't turn out to be good so now someone else reads it as a bad intention yeah i was thinking like like in a promotion like so maybe mm, a promotions okay. up for grabs and like two people going for it and like maybe you had good intentions because you want to get promoted and like move your career along but you subsequently did something that could be appear to be bad intentions or overall became bad intentions because it caused a problem within the workplace. Mm, I mean, maybe you were like, like sacrificing that. something or you were going after your dream, but it caused mayhem in the process. Mm. Mm, I never thought about it like Especially that. Especially to another person, the person that loses the promotion. Yeah. Yeah, that's not, it's not easy to hear that you've lost a promotion. Um, 
I mean, I know, I know that from experience firsthand when I was first supposed to be promoted, um, at my old job and then they promoted somebody else who didn't have half the amount of experience that I had in the job and were promoted simply out of, you know, petty. enough kissing ass. Oh, did I get petty? And those <laughs> were some bad intentions. I was like, nope. I'm going to sit here, I'm going to scrub these dishes, but it's going to take me, like, four hours. I don't care. We all like, know we've met the coworker that, like, doesn't want to do shit at work just because they've been slighted in the past, or maybe they didn't voice their opinion, and now, you know, they're taking it out in the, the job. Place, yeah. Yeah. Just because I definitely have been that person, and then recognized I was being that person, and I was like, okay, I can't work in the same building as you, so it's really easy in that job to transfer stores so i did what was best for me and transferred stores did you ask yourself if you had good intentions by transferring stores and just leaving oh yeah no i was like is this a good intention and i was like it's a good intention because i know if i stay here i'll keep doing bad intentions so i was like i'll keep being petty i'll keep doing all these things and i was like that's not gonna create a great workplace environment for myself or the people around me and i was like so if i leave that's gonna be better off Mm -hmm. um Sure, they may have been short-staffed, but that store was never at a place where it wasn't short-staffed. Um, so I wasn't doing Retail. any disservice um, to anyone. Um, it's just a field. <laughs> You're always understaffed no matter what yeah. time of the year. Um, I'm watching this person in this role that was supposed to be mine, and I'm feeling so can awful I ask about what it. what your intention was during that time? Like, did you intend to oh, just, be petty, or did you intend to, like, show off your skill? Oh, no. I was like, sure. I just did all that work for nothing. Now you're going to watch me do no work. So I was very much the oh, reverse. Oh, so you were choosing not to, like, oh, do yeah. anything. Because... <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yep. And I was like, sure. You wanted to put me through the ringer and make me do all these extra hours and work all this extra time and do all this extra stuff. And I was like, now you're going to get jack shit from me. And I was like, yeah, this isn't good for anyone in, in this situation. Me and all parties involved. And, like, when I left, everyone was like, we really wish you were the manager. We just want you to stay. Can you please stay? And I was like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> this isn't worth it. Like, it's not worth my mental sanity. And transferred stores and then it transferred to another store because that was where I had the opportunity to get a promotion. And I was like, great. And, I, you know, once I transferred to my new store, I was I think I was only there a month. And they were like, hi, we want to promote you. And I was like, great. And, um, you know, and then it was like, okay, that ended up benefiting all parties involved. So the benefit of me in the long run, which I didn't move to that store with the intention of getting promoted. I just moved to that store because I saw my actions at the old store were not, you know, benefiting myself nor anyone else. I was miserable. So I was like, this isn't good for all, anyone. Um, but I think that goes to show, like, the things you have. You were like, you asked the question do you feel like those were good intentions? And I think that kind of falls into the category of like asking yourself, like what are you doing to develop yourself? And like, what are you doing to develop others around you? Um, Oh, that's a great question. Yeah. Um, These are two questions that um, John Maxwell asked in his video of the law of intentionality. And I was really like, whoa, man, I always thought about myself Oh, see, I I always ask what I can do for other people. Well, I think I always ask, like, what I can do for other people, but it's never, like, how can I help them develop? Like, how can I help them grow? It's always, like, what can I do for you? So it feels more like an act of service instead of, like, a, I want to help this person along in their journey of Mm -hmm. life. You know what I mean? 
So I think for myself, it was like, okay, what am I doing to develop myself? And I do, you know, tons of self-help books and I watch videos and read books and read articles about, you know, better ways to interact with other people. I watched that. I mean, you pivoted at one point and then I was just, you kept, oh, I'm reading this, I'm listening to that. And I was like, damn, girl, like, kill it. (laughs) Like, yes, continue on. Like, it sounds like you're loving it and like, it's just. You definitely have had a lot of self-growth in the last couple of years. Yeah, and I think specifically, like, the pandemic was, like, a big thing that made me have to focus on, like, self-growth. And I think, like, people are like, oh, I hated the pandemic, I hated being alone, and I recognized very quickly that I was not actually an extrovert. I was much more in... You? An extroverted introvert. So I like to be out in public, I like to make friends, I am... A social butterfly in that fact but then it just hits a certain level where I'm like okay I'm done I'm ready to go home I want to be in my bed I want to be home like and especially if it's not alcohol induced then I'm I don't really have the thoughts of like wanting to be out in public like I need that liquid courage to kind of like really get myself out there um the pandemic helped me be like wow okay like I really do love being home like the first month was a little tough because I was it was all new I think all of us kind of struggled in that first month but after I got through that first month and I just really like focused in on like how can I utilize this to my best like self or like to better myself and I just like ran with the self-development and within the last year and a half has been some of the most self-development I have ever done in my entire life and it's been for the better but I want to turn that around to be like okay now how can I help develop others because I've done so much self-development and I know the things that I've gone through I wish that, like, my younger 20 self knew. So, like, how can I teach that to younger people? Or how can I share that with younger people? And, I mean... Voila, here we are. (laughs) Yeah. So, it's been nice being able to transition this, you know, you know, see this and know that, like, I want to share how to develop with other people younger than me, but not knowing how to do it. And then the podcast had the opportunity and I was like, okay, here it is. Like, run with it. Um... So I definitely would like to work on, like, a solo project one day, and I started doing that, and then I've just been so bogged down with all my other work, I kind of was like, okay, we got to table that for, like, another time. I know you spoke about growth, but I think even, like, a smaller project, I'm always, like, what's viable for me right now, and mm-hmm. if going too big picture is too large, um, dealing with that step, so, like... For me, I recycle. I want to do good for the planet. That is my intention. Still working on some of that. Like, I'm finding options. Me and paper towels just don't... (laughs) can't seem to agree on an option. Um, But, like, something smaller like that. I know you spoke more about growth. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, a charity or volunteering? So I had thought about that, but with my current job, that's not exactly an option, as much as I would love for it to be. Um, We're still post-pandemic. We're still kind of in the middle of it. Yeah. Um, And working with kids, I would rather not put myself out there to, you know, expose myself to any sort of thing. I think you are right now working on somebody else's growth because you are a nanny. Yeah. Think about how much you put into a little child and, like, developing their skills, their growth, their mental like, self-esteem, mm-hmm. their thinking. Yeah, I definitely think about that a lot, because that's one thing that I have touched upon really recently and, like, caught a lot of videos um, is, like, their, like, growth as children is, like, 
letting them do things and letting them just mess up and do it the way that fits them best. And a, a simple example is like letting them help you cut strawberries and letting you let letting them you know make their smoothies and get messy yeah let them get messy and you know I used to hate that I used to, when I first started I'm like no don't make a mess don't make a mess oh it's more for me to clean but like little did I realize like how good that is for their self-development to just like the same concept as like the Montessori school just let them like bounce around to what they're enjoying at that moment and I love, like, kind of leaving the house a mess at the end of the day and then going around and picking things up. And then I'm like, okay, what toys did he play with today and what toys didn't he play with? And then I can, like, cycle toys out that I notice he's not interacting with as much and bring a new toy in that either is a totally new toy because, you know, he's ready for that in his development or, like, even a – it's an old toy but it's been, you know, hidden away for a little while. So pulling it back out, he's like, oh, my God, it's a new toy! And he gets so excited about it. He's like, I remember this one. Um, but yeah, like, I think, I feel like I am developing him in that way, but like, I want to do it on a bigger scale. And I know you said like right now what's viable, like, you know, big picture isn't always in the picture. You did, you did a couple. Now it's like a handful. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so, and even like my oldest one, my oldest nephew, um, he's 11 and I'm constantly like, you know, trying to teach him about having better conversations and how, you know, mom and dad aren't always open to having a conversation and it's because, you know, they've had a long day at work. So maybe the best time to catch them is like when you're having lunch with them on a Saturday, not during the work week. If you need to talk to them about something serious, it's like, Hey, do you have time? And then just make sure that they're, that you're aware of your time and that they're aware of their time. And, you know, opening that dialogue to be like, Hey mom, I really want to have this conversation with you about X. Do you have any time right now? And just, like, making him aware that, like, just as much as he has this deep desire to do what he wants to do or, you know, ask what he needs to ask, that, like, sometimes it's not always the greatest of times. So instead of getting himself in trouble, he's like, now's not the right time and being told that. And then he gets, you know, then he never asks the question. I think it's very subconscious, too. I don't Mm -hmm. think you're always aware of your intentions. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you have the good, the bad, and I think you have that third one, which is the unintentional. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. And I think, like, it can be very unintentional, and then you can go back and recognize your intention within that unintentional moment. That's the hope. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. No, no, it is a hope, and, like, but, like, you know, it's not always the case, you know? Yeah, I think for for me, I think unintentional is really big in relationships, Mm. Um, family, friends, whoever. It's... Can we just, like normalize the fact when someone says a relationship it doesn't mean romantic like i wish i I would stop i would just leave it at relationship i'm like i wish we could so i'm gonna you know outright say it here on on episode 13 in 10 from here on out on table talks when we say relationship we are talking about all of them family friends uh co-workers and strangers like a relationship you have with a human being in a moment that is the relationship okay from here on out that is it it doesn't mean romantic okay sorry sorry i took a hot take for a minute excuse me don't apologize (laughs) yes ma'am this is some real world shit right now please do not apologize to me i do not want it and nor do i accept it 
Okay. I take back my apology. Thank you, and I appreciate you for being open to listening to me on my hot take. Absolutely. I love your hot take, because <laughs> it's absolutely fucking true. It's a relationship. <laughs> you know somebody. You kind of know somebody. It's a relationship. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think unintentional intent doesn't always come to the surface. Mm. You know, it starts out, I don't even realize what I'm doing. Mm. But I think especially a lot of those moments. the relationships, at some point, hopefully some, your partner is going to come and talk to you about it. You know, I understand that this isn't your intent, but it's really hurtful to me, and I'm, I'm just feeling really upset by it. Mm-hmm. Well, now you have that base level of knowing. Maybe not the first time, maybe not the second time, but come on, you know. At some point, does unintentional become intentional because mm-hmm. you are choosing to not see what y- your partner is talking to you about they've mm-hmm. explained their feelings and you're just you're choosing you're intending to do that harm continue to do that harm to that person i think that can be very very hurtful i 100 percent agree i think if you've been only if you've done something and you don't know that that's hurtful to your partner and then your partner goes ahead and explains to you like hey i really don't like x y and z because it makes me feel such way but then you continue to kind of you know kind of you're continuing to ignore that i think you're creating a huge rift in that relationship because eventually you're kind of creating this sort of distrust that's happening yeah i think especially with the behavior like words aren't so bad they can be hurtful but like if you continue to say or do something that's already hurtful and continue the behavior i mean i've asked certain people to be you know like can you please not say that anymore it's really impactful for me i have a personal experience about it Mm -hmm. um and i just don't want you to say that around me at Mm -hmm. all and if you continue to do that and just it feels like a brush off to me. Like, you're just like, I didn't give a shit about anything you just said. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am that person. I will repeat it. Like, if you don't hear it the first time, I'll be like, hey, can we talk about this again? Like, it really hurt my feelings. Or, like, that was really impactful to me. And if you continue after that, at some point, it's going to be my intent to leave the conversation. <laughs> or the relationship. Mm-hmm. It, I don't think it's acceptable to continue unintentional intent Mm -hmm. because it becomes very hurtful and intentional yeah and i think you know saying things like oh i forgot is not acceptable at a certain level um it shows disregard for your partner at that point Mm -hmm. yeah i and again it's like okay like you said i'm gonna see myself out of the conversation or the relationship and you set boundaries i was gonna say i know for you and i like we've been working a lot on boundaries this year that's kind of been our big thing in the last year we talked about it last summer a lot like making boundaries how do we uphold those boundaries and like what does that look like and i think you know being intentional with our boundaries and making sure that we're open and we communicate those boundaries with other people and like what that boundary is and looks like so that way you know somebody can't cross a boundary they don't know exists Mm -hmm. (laughs) um But if you cross that boundary repeatedly after I've made it very clear, then yeah, I think the boundary needs to be, you are no longer a part of my life. I think this is a great place for us to take a break. Um, I know when Alyssa and I have to use the bathroom, so we will be right back.
Okay, welcome back. We only have two more topics or two more points that uh, I really want to make about intentions. Um, and then we're going to go ahead and wrap it up with our usual. Sounds um, good to me. I'm great. learning a lot. I know. Um, so um, one thing I wanted to touch upon was what phrases that um, Deepak Chopra actually uses with his children um, okay. after meditation. And I thought these were, like, really kind of um, impactful. Mm-hmm. And it's... Um, I am responsible for what I see. I choose the feelings I experience. Set the goals I will achieve. And everything that seems to happen to me, I ask for and receive as I have asked. That last one's like karma. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, it's like making sure you're very clear about what you want. Because I can tell you that one kind of hit home. Because I was like, oh, I really want to lose weight. Like, before um, Halloween. And I was like... Okay, great, but I never set the intention of how I was going to lose weight, mm-hmm. and guess what? I ended up sick with a cold and not wanting to eat a damn thing for, like, five days, and I was like, I should have been a lot clearer. I want to lose weight by having the motivation to work out, okay? <laughs> that is my intention for this upcoming week. So, um, and then the other part of that is, like, what will truly make us happy um, and set a daily intention, and that's something that Headspace really does, too, that I love at the end of their meditations, they're always, like, set your intentions and, like, go forth with that into your day. Um, and I think that's super important because just by when I used to do my meditations in the morning and that, like, little phrase, I'd be like, today I want to be calm. And, like, that was the only thing. So, so does intent possibly fall in with manifestation? Oh, I definitely. Like, that. I what you're talking about, I do try to now that I you've been telling me more about it <laughs> and I know it's been on TikTok the I manifest mm-hmm. <laughs> um music but I just start my day and I'm like you know how how do I want to have my day go mm-hmm. what do I do I want to feel happy do I want to connect with people what do I want to do and what does that look like mm-hmm. so I guess I am in a way setting a clear intention about what I'm looking for yeah Um, I know for myself, like when I'm like, I want to have a calm day today with the kids and all of my interactions, those are some of the intentions I used to set. It was like, I would go into that day and then when something would arise that was like super like, like aggravating, I could just catch myself and be like, we said we were going to be calm today. What does that look like? And it's like taking a deep breath and like bringing myself back to center and like, how can I handle this in a better way? And, like, be calm in this situation, even though I feel really frustrated. I was validated that I was like, okay, we feel frustrated. Why do we feel frustrated? Well, because he doesn't understand. Okay, but, like, we recognize that he's only less than two. He's not going to understand. So how can we teach him to understand? And I'm like, okay, take a deep breath. And now we go into a a better teaching moment rather than a yelling moment or I put him in timeout or whatever the case is. Um... So I think that's been something that's been super helpful, like, for me of, like, when I used to set intentions daily. Um, And one of my planners that I had was, like, what's your goal for today? And that felt very much, like, almost like a what is your intention for today? Yeah, I feel like goal is the operative word. Like, I feel like when I hear goal, it's something I need to attain, like, Mm -hmm. I have to accomplish. But I really like the word intent in that instead because you're just, like intending to do something Mm -hmm. whether that happens or not it's not like some task you have to complete right yeah um and then the one of the last things i really wanted to touch upon was you need an intention to activate a certain amount of energy 
And I like this because, um, and that's directly out of a video from um, Deepak Chopra himself. And of course, I pulled most of these. It's funny that like the intent happens to be mostly around like Deepak Chopra and meditation and things like that. Um, but he specifically talks in this video of like, you know, you don't just wake up and, you know, intend to live. So in order to live, you have to breathe. So you're, you know, or, you know, your intention is to breathe in order to live. Um, and I think that, you know, that's such a subtle way to look at intention. So, you know, you need that sort of energy behind, behind your intention. It's like, okay, I want to do yoga. Okay, that's great. But, you know, what's the intention behind that? And a lot of times people use, you know, I want to do yoga because I intend to be more flexible or I want to, you know, be more in shape or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think those are, like, really important ways for us to recognize that, like, energy is also super abundant. It's all around us and we get to choose how we make our energy. Um, and I know that sounds really... <laughs> no, I like it. I'm still, like, I'm taking it all in. So it's a lot of new information to me, but yeah. I, I like that. Yeah. And, like, you know, there's no energy, there's, the amount of energy that's in the universe is the same amount that was here when it was created and it will be the same amount that's here when, you know, you and I are dead and gone. Um, we don't add anything. We don't take anything away. Um, all the energy that is here is already here and it's for us to use. It is inexhaustible and we get the opportunity to make that energy and do what with it we will. I like that. That's a positive approach because it doesn't yeah. always seem like energy, like energy, for example, is inexhaustible. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, I'm so, <laughs> I'm so prone to that because I'm so tired today. I have no energy to do anything. And it's like, okay, but is that because that's my mindset or am I just like so physically exhausted that I should take a rest day? So it's like, you know, no, it feels a little bit more like, oh, today is my mindset. Like, okay, why, why are we feeling so mentally exhausted? Like, what can we do to make us feel better in that way? And again, I'm much more of like, I want a solution. Like, let's fix it sort of person. So like, I'm like, okay, what's the solution to this? It's either we take a rest day we stay in bed and we do nothing. Or the next thing is to, you know, to have a mental check-in with yourself and see in what way can we have some self-care that maybe we haven't been doing. Yeah, and then you can set your intent more clearly. Yep, absolutely. Um, I know we're, like, at less than an hour right now, but I feel like this has been a really great episode. Um, Alyssa, do you have anything else to add? No, I think I am taking away a lot of new information and would like to start putting it into effect. Mm, So, can I ask you, instead of what did you learn this week, um, maybe I can ask you how do you feel like you might apply this going forward this week? I think I am going to improve on my daily intentions. I usually do it on the car ride in. Mm. Um, I think I could be a little bit more mindful about starting it earlier rather than later before mm. it all. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that happened today. <laughs> um, I think I could take away a bit more within my rela- in my like my relationships. I know I am not always great at seeing all of my intentions, so just taking a, a look even if it's a short one, even if it's a little uncomfortable, just, like, looking at, like, my overall intentions in this next week to see what is intentional and what's not and maybe what I can do to improve and make it the outcome differ. I like that. I like that a lot. 
Alright, we're signing off. We'll see you next week. Uh, manifest the shit out of that and put your intentions to work.